This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. I'm your host, Meryl Vandermerva, and today in episode 110, I'm going to be talking to you about digital gifts your children can create. To start off, let me explain where I got the idea for this topic. Over the summer, I was supposed to be in Tahiti over my birthday. My husband and I were going to go on a trip there. Of course, that all got cancelled and I was very much at home. And my girls were concerned about the fact that I wouldn't be having as much fun as I would have been pre-COVID time. And so they came up with an idea to give me a, a scavenger hunt. They know how much I love clues and quizzes and all that kind of thing. So it was a treasure hunt probably a better way to describe it and uh, they created one all around um, the city I live in. One of them went and actually coded an app. I didn't realize that she'd actually coded it from scratch until about midway through the day because this took the entire day. It was very cool. It was they managed to come up with ideas that were socially distanced. I really didn't come into contact with anybody and travel all around. And they used things from my past and brought it all together uh, in the different types. And the clues were all different. It was just very well executed. But it was all just done via an app and all done digitally. And so in one sense, it was a very cheap birthday gift. Uh, they did give me other gifts too, but it was their time, obviously, that went into it. Um, the one, my daughter, who's local, was the one who actually had to move around and plant clues and hide them. And, and she was actually the one that drove me around most of the day, whereas um, the one uh, coded it and the other one helped come up with ideas. But I just realized that probably this is the best birthday gift that I've ever received, uh, one that they put time and effort into and they also took my my own memories and experiences with teaching at co-op um, coaching science olympiad the things i enjoy doing they just took all these different things and wove them together into the clues so that it was perfectly designed for me if anybody else tried to do it it wouldn't be the same and so i started to think you know in this time period we're quite likely your children are not going to be with all the family that they normally, they usually would be with over Christmas. Perhaps they cannot be with grandparents or uncles and aunts or their cousins. And it's hard. And perhaps to bridge that gap, to almost send a virtual hug across miles, they could create a digital gift that they could send. And if they do, they don't have to code a, a, a game like um, the app but I've come up with some other ideas or things that they can do, things that they can personalize so that it is specific to their grandmother or to their cousin or even to just a sibling. And it will be something that will take their time, but it won't cost money. So the pros in this is that there'll be no materials, so there are no costs. Some of these you could actually print out. But you could actually send them to be printed out. So it's still it would just be paper and ink. But some of the other cool things about this, it will keep your kids busy. And these are things that um, even the younger ones will 
if they're very young, if they sort of below the age of third grade, you're probably going to have to sit with them and do it. So it's not going to save you any time. But older ones could do these alone. You might just have to help them get started, but then they can work on it. So it keeps them busy, teaches them techie skills. Um, it's a way for them to actually have a gift to give somebody. And it's something that's very easy to ship. And you don't have to worry about the post office losing it because you just send it with the touch of a, a key on your computer. So let's just go into, I've come up with, with eight different ideas and do want to say that after I'd actually thought I'd, I already had planned out what I was going to do for podcasts for the rest of the year and it was only a couple of weeks after I'd thought about this as a topic did I realize I could perhaps make this a little easier and create a unit study that walks your kids through some of these ideas and um, I have one with four modules which covers not everything but most of what I'm going to be talking about today and it's appropriate for sort of fifth through twelfth grade i.e. that they're old enough to do it by themselves. So if you think that, you know, if you just tell your kids to do it, they might need more help than you have time for, grab a copy of the, the unit study, which has the same name. It's called, I think, Digital Christmas Gifts. Um, I will have a link in the show notes. The show notes, you can find them at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. You can also otherwise just go to show sponsor Funder Funder Academy, uh, which is where the, the um, unit study is. And you can look under, under the store, look under unit studies, and you'll find it. But be sure to use a code. Now, this is a code just for my podcast listeners. And the code is going to be GIFT, G-I-F-T. You need to remember it. It's not going to be in the show notes, but it's very easy to remember. You just use the word gift and you will get it for $5. It's usually $20, but for $5 and all the kids in your family. If you've got three kids this age range that can use it, they could all use it for the $5. Uh, it's self-paced and I do videos to walk them through each of these things. So let's start. The first thing is they, if they know Scratch or can learn it, they can create a video game. Uh, Scratch is very easy because it's a drag and drop language and so creating games is is just super simple. Um, they can create very easy ones or far more complicated ones and again here they can bring in, you can even like import photos, um, you can import your own clip art, cl own art that you draw and so it's an easy way to also make it personal. You could call the characters the names of people in your family etc etc. We do, um, Funder Fund Academy does also have a, a Christmas scratch contest um, going on at this time. I'll put that link in there too because that has starting lessons for scratch all included in the contest. So if they've never used scratch and you don't want to get them the um, unit study, you could also get them that and they will, they will get started. Secondly, go and look at flippity.net. I just discovered this website recently. I'd heard about it and for some reason I'd never really looked at it. It has many different things teachers can use, but it also has lots of games that you can create, games that are played online. There are a few of them that you can also play offline, things like bingo, um, which you can play either offline or online. So there you could create a family bingo um, and just literally create it as a PDF and email the PDF and it could be printed off by family, you know, somewhere else around um, the country or the world. And I have family all around the world, literally at this point. Some of the other games on there that you can create are Hangman. Um, and Hangman's not called Hangman, but you can tell it's that. And it's like there's one version that there's a snowman, there's these different ones, but it's the same idea. And you choose the words that you want to put on the list. Again, you could have words 
around the kids could make it around a topic that they're particularly passionate about or that you're giving it to is passionate about so if you have somebody who's into uh, bugs it can all be insect names or somebody who loves um, Disney it could be all Disney movies there is also a board game on there that's it's just an online board game it's not that hard to create it's one you play online. Now you can all play it at the same time. Basically somebody controls the screen. So if you're all in the same room, you could come up and each take your turn and move your own piece, but you could also play together over Zoom and uh, you one person then would be sharing their screen and they would be in the moving for everybody else. But you can incorporate things people have to do in there. There's cards you can pick up, um, questions to ask. It's very cool. And then you can also make matching games. So um, if you've got younger kids, that's a cool thing to do. And the matching games even will speak the words. So if you've got you can make those for kids who can't read and you can have a word um, like say cat and then you'd have a picture of a cat and the kid will actually hear the word cat being spoken so it's also a way for them to sort of to learn what the word looks like and to start to learn some reading uh, and then they can hear cat and then match it with a picture. Number three, so there's just under flippity.net, there's just a lot. Um, and of course, I will have these two all in the show notes. So you can go across to homeschoolingwithtechnology.com and um, find all these links. Then you can get your kids to write choose your own adventure games. I have done previous episodes on this explaining how to do it. There are two different websites that, um, well there's a website you can use or you could use Google Slides. Uh, not really hard to do. Basically if you haven't listened to the previous episodes what happens is you start out the story and explain what's happening so you could again use the people in the family and then you say what do you want to do you know go get an ice cream or watch a movie and then the person reading it clicks which one they want to do when they get there they get another choice and so on and um, really you just have to plan it all before you start and then it's it's not it's again a pretty easy thing to actually achieve the fourth idea is if you've got older students who want to take on something more ambitious, they could create a digital breakout. Now, I, I do have an episode on digital breakouts about playing them. So if they've never played one, obviously they need to play one first. But you do need like a, um, a website to sort of start with. And I create mine in Google, Google Sites. And then you just need to have a bunch of codes and different things to solve. Um, and I say, really, this is for somebody who's actually played them. If they've done my classes, they will have played them properly at some point, so they'll know. And say, if they've done them and they love them, they could create one for someone else. It, they normally take me about a day to create. It, it does take a while, but it's they are super cool, and I always feel a great sense of satisfaction when I'm done. Fifth one is, your kids could create a movie. Um, people love watching movies, and why should they not make one? They could either do one acted out and somebody can film them. And especially younger kids, if they like write their own script, it could be really funny and the kind of thing grandparents could love and watch more than once. They could do stop motion animation. Um, Funder Fund Academy does have a unit study on that. Or you can just look online to YouTube how to do one. Or they could use something like Powtoon, which creates animations. And so um, it's, it's not difficult to use at all. With just, it's just pretty obvious actually when you go into it. I, again, if they've done if they have done any of my classes, they've probably used PowerTune. I like to get kids to create videos with those. And so that's another fun, they can create something fun. Number six is an online jigsaw puzzle. Uh, jigsaw Planet, I think, is the easiest one to use. It's the one I often use. 
they could first take a picture so um, they could take a picture of your family and then upload it into one of those which doesn't take a long time and then send it to grandparents and say here you go uh, make the jigsaw puzzle they could even take the actual photograph and then write in happy Christmas or another message and you can do that easily by going to a program like Pixlr that allows you to write um, on top of it or into something like Canva or Adobe Spark any of those uh, allow easy editing and then you save it again and upload it into the Jigsaw, into, um, Jigsaw Planet or some other Jigsaw Puzzle creator. Seventh idea is to make an activity book my youngest daughter has just bought for her um, a, her apartment mate a huge big book of word searches and those are very easy to create in fact flippity.net has some of these things i'm going to mention and for the rest of it you can just really google and find places and if you take um if you actually buy my uh, unit study on how to do it i do link to places to do these things it's one of the ideas i come up with but you you can actually like make word searches cryptograms, Sudoku, take a whole lot of those and put them together on um, a Google slide or Google doc. And Google, I find Google slides often easier to actually put things like that on, but you create it and then just like upload it. And then when you finish the whole thing, save it as a PDF, and then you can send it to the person as a PDF so they can print the whole thing off very easily, like as a booklet. Or if you know you're going to see them, you could actually print the whole thing off for them um, and maybe put a nice bit of, piece of cardboard on each side as cover. And you could even do that and mail it if you wanted to. But seeing as we're trying to keep costs down in this one, it's just easy not to do it. So this would be something that you'd create online. So it would be a digital creation, but you'd actually print it off so it would be a physical activity book so that someone can actually do all the things. And again here, you can make the different activities related to the family, to in-jokes, or to passions that the person getting it has. And the last thing isn't really a gift so much, but um, there's cards. And you can use things like Adobe Spark and Canva to create a Christmas card and send digital Christmas cards. The other thing you can do um, on those two is to create coupons. So if you, for instance, um, your, your kids could make coupons to say that, um, okay, you probably make them unpack the dishwasher on a regular basis, part of their chores, but they could offer to do something that is not one of their regular chores for you so that you, they could give you a, a, a stack of coupons or maybe they give them to their dad and they say, you know, they'll wash the car or whatever, whatever. They can print off those coupons. They can first create them using something like Adobe Spark or Canva, which is very easy to use. And once they've created them, they could even do them in, in PowerPoint or Google Slides. Then print that off, um, perhaps make a booklet of coupons and give that as a gift as well. Obviously, you could also send the coupon to somebody, you know, if they're not close by, you could actually email it to them. And, you know, it might be something they can only use after COVID goes away, or it might be something that, um, you know, you just, they could send their grandparents that, um, you know, a whole bunch of coupons for a FaceTime visit or something like that. I'm sure your kids will be creative and come up with some fun things. So that's it for this week. I just want to remind you again that you can get the Creating Digital Gifts uh, unit study for your 5th through 12th graders. You can get it for $5 if you use the coupon gift. Thanks for listening. 
and do remember that we have a Facebook group, the Homeschooling with Technology podcast community. Come and join us over there and share this episode with friends who you think might actually get some use out of it. It's a good way for them to find to have something for their kids to do over Christmas while they're trying to work in the kitchen and perhaps get preparation done. This could be keeping your kids uh, out of mischief and doing something useful and something they can be proud of and will make someone in the family very happy. So until next week, have a good week and I will see you same time, same place. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.